Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, August 31st, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, over the weekend, James, Peter, and Michael welcomed a guest to this week on Broadway, Giuseppe Balsilio. He is a regular Broadway performer, started as one of the Billy Elliots in Billy Elliot. Oh. Um yeah, I mean, you know, there you go. He's also <laughs> in Newsy. He was also in uh, Hamilton. He's done a bunch of stuff. Um, he's great. I've heard him on another podcast that my friend Grace hosts. And um, so I knew coming in that he was he was a great interview. He's really, really cool. His comes from a family of ballet dancers, and he started okay. super young, obviously, since he was a Billy Elliot. Yeah. Um, and he started getting into directing and stuff. And he was in Aladdin and Cats and Hello, Dolly. So just a, a, a huge... Uh, career for a guy who I think yeah. is like 23 and it's just oh my God. sickening. Oh my it's God. It's sickening. I just, the pain I just felt in my stomach. <sighs> yeah, I've got oh. t-shirts older than him probably. <laughs> probably. And that is not a joke. Um, so yeah, but a great interview. He's a really interesting dude. So uh, definitely recommend that. Of course, you can hear all episodes of Broadway Radio first on patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. We had a couple really great interviews last week. Don't know what we got scheduled for this week, but it's always it's always an adventure here on yeah, Broadway Radio. Yeah, sure. That, that it is. Absolutely. Y'all have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Choose your own Ash- adventure. Oh, and we do. All right. So <laughs> let's get into the news. Ashley, last week when we weren't having those interviews, we talked pretty much every day on the three shows that weren't interviews about the Tony Awards mm-hmm. and the questions that were still outstanding because of the odd nature of this year's ceremony. Well... On Friday, the Tony Administration Committee announced the final eligibility rulings on the abbreviated season and kind of answered some of the questions. Not all of them, but some of them. They confirmed that the cutoff date for consideration was the previously reported February 19th, so neither West Side Story nor Girl from the North Country will be eligible for this year's Tony Awards, despite the fact that they had opened before the shutdown. The three shows that means that were discussed at this meeting were My Name is Lucy Barton, A Soldier's Play, and Grand Horizons. The major rulings included that playwright Rona Monroe and Elizabeth Strout, who wrote the novel upon which the play is based, will be considered jointly eligible in the best play category for their work on My Name is Lucy Barton. Laura Linney will be considered eligible for best performance by a leading actress or by an actress in a leading role in a play for that said one woman show. My name is Lucy Barton. And also David Allen Greer will be considered eligible in the best performance by an actor in a featured role in a play for his work in a soldier's play. So actually we got some questions answered, but mostly the things that we kind of get answered were by omission um, because they didn't clarify things and didn't say anything about categories. So perhaps most notably, because nobody was bumped up um, from previous um, rulings, like we talked about Daniel J. Watts, potentially from Tina, that means that there will only be two eligible performers in the Best Actor in a Musical category, and that will be Moulin Rouge's Aaron Tveit, who is going to win, and (laughs) the Lightning Thieves' Chris McCarroll, no offense, Chris, um, in an article... Well, I mean, maybe a little. But anyway, in an article that he... I didn't see it. I'm sure it was fine. Chris is great. He was really good in Les Mis. Uh, But in an article that he published in Time Out New York shortly after everything was announced, our friend Adam Feldman discussed how categories with so few nominees are generally handled. Now, keep in mind that Tony rules can change year to year. They don't often, but they do have to re-approve the rules each year. So this is all based off of the 
previous year's rules, which have more or less been in place for a while. Um, Adam said, quote, so the nominators have the option of either nominating Tveit and McCarroll, awarding the prize to one of them by acclamation by basically saying only one of them is worthy of a nomination, so therefore they get the award, or nominating neither of them and effectively eliminating the category. I Brutal. don't see that last I, one happening. I would hope not. I mean, if you're going to if we're going to have a Tony ceremony at all, I think at this point the best option is to make sure you're honoring as many things as possible and as many normal categories as possible, that would be very brutal just to omit it altogether. Well, you know, I've seen a lot of discussions online and in articles about saying you want to, like you said, celebrate the work that was done, but they also don't want to water down the awards. They want to keep that high level of, of excellence. And one of the things that is in the Tony rules, especially when deciding, um, you know, how many things to include in a category, whether or not to have a category, there is an element that can be considered as to the worthiness and the quality of the, whether it's a performance or production or lighting design or whatever category, they can make that determination. If they say that either Tveit or McCarroll or neither of them rose to a Tony nomination level, they can say that they just won't nominate them. I think that would be brutal, especially when there's yeah. only two that are. Yeah. Um, but if they if they try to game plan it out and say, in a regular year, would these have been worthy of a nomination? They might make that ruling. I think they'll probably nominate both and Tveit will win in one of the biggest landslides. Uh, Not that we'll know. Yeah. <laughs> we won't know the numbers, but I think that's probably what it's going to be. And and I'm fine with that. I don't think Christian and, and Moulin Rouge is like that great of a role. And I don't think if the season would have gone on that Tate would have even been considered a favorite. But right. he's put in his time. Like he's done his – he's a legit guy who is worthy of, of a Tony Award. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think he's a great actor. It's just also I – mean, The Lightning Thief lasted about three and a half minutes. And Moulin Rouge has technically been going on for a year now. Yeah, over a year. Over yeah, a year. over a year because July I think it opened. But yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, that's really the only way to do it. I just, just give them the award. It's fine. It's fine. So we're already yeah. kind of doing like a half ass of Tony's anyway. Yeah. And Might I think that well. this is also like to Vate. I think this is also going to end up meaning that his co-star from Moulin Rouge, Janie Bursting, is finally going to get his Tony because I think he is now. And, yes. and I, when I talked with Scott Feinberg, you know, a couple of weeks ago before all of this, he even said that he thought he would have been the, you know, one of the leading contenders in a regular yeah, season. I, I don't I don't know if I agree with that. I think he might have been like the second or third choice in the category. But now I think he's head and shoulders the favorite well, there. Well, he always but, gets nominated and then exactly, just never wins. Like so he would certainly be there. But. Yeah, he's a six-time nominee, I think. So, uh, yeah, and yes. again, I'm fine with that. Danny Burstein deserves a Tony Award, especially Tony. after the year that he's gone through. He is one of the best, not only performers, but people Correct in New York theater. Levels. So, like, I am fine with these things happening. If it thins the herd a little bit um, for some folks to be recognized that might not have been otherwise, but who for greatly sure. deserve for it. For sure, yeah. Totes okay with that. Definitely. But, From there, again, assuming that the rules from the 2018-19 season are kept in place, most categories will actually be limited to three nominees, unless there is, like, an effective tie amongst the nominators. It doesn't need to be, like, exactly a tie, but it can be within, like, 10%, I think. So, because there were no things announced on Friday that are going to change the categories or combine categories or anything like that, I think, actually, we can expect smaller 
classes of nominees for mm. most of the races, especially on the musical side where the, the plays, um, had more folks uh, or more shows eligible. I don't think we'll still get four or five nominees in a lot of those. Um, but spec smaller classes of nominees and, I think that there's going to be a handful of races that are already that have already been decided Pretty either much. officially yeah. or effectively by the time whenever this thing happens in late October. <laughs> it's, it's a good whenever. Yeah, I think there are some very clear winners already. Yeah, and I think I was a little worried that Adrian Warren wasn't going to win, uh-huh. um, like she like because what happened with um, Sharon D. Clark over in uh, London with the Olivia's when yeah. Tina faced off against uh, Carolina Change. I thought maybe it would happen the same thing. Right. Great shows. Then you throw in you know Katrina with Company, but mm-hmm. at this point again, no no disrespect to Tony winner Karen Olivo, but like. Adrian Warren is basically just walked in yep. to her first Tony Award again. And I hope so. Incredibly deserved. I yes. hope so. Yeah. I, my love for Adrian Warren has long well been documented. documented on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, years I've talked about her on this show. So anyway, um, all right, <laughs> Ashley, let's get into some different news. A few weeks ago, I teased that we would be getting some pretty big name A-list Hollywood stars. Sure you did. Cast in the... I said it on the show. Don't say I talk. I didn't say it. I said it on here. <laughs> no, and then I had to get info out of you. So there yeah, you go. Uh, I mean, did I tell you? Maybe not. Maybe mm. somebody who told me was listening and I wasn't supposed to tell you. Mm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> to be fair, I guessed. If, you, if, that, if that helps at all. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, but the first – but we're talking about the Dear Evan Hansen film. Yeah. Um, but the first bit of that news dropped on Friday as The Hollywood Reporter confirmed that bazillion-time Oscar nominee Amy Adams would be playing Cynthia Murphy, the mother of Zoe, played by Caitlin Deaver, and Connor, played by Colton Ryan of the aforementioned Girl from the North Country. Now, to be fair, I had originally been told by that person that might be listening – that Amy Adams would be playing Heidi Hansen. So I don't know if that was just a mistake that that this person had heard or if the other mother's casting changed or not. So mm. I don't really know where that other person stands. But based on everything that I've heard from multiple sources, whomever the actress is that is playing Ben Platt's mother in this film, she will be just as big uh, as Amy Adams. Either way, it's a good uh, choice. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's an A-list kind of name again. Now, actually, when this announcement was made, I saw a lot of theater folks online questioning Adams' singing ability, to which I Absurd. didn't dive into it. But I wanted to remind folks of her vocal work in Enchanted. Correct. In, in the Muppets movie. Also correct. And in the incredibly highly controversial Shakespeare in the Park production of Into the Woods. <laughs> yeah, also. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, she was also a summer stock musical theater performer before she broke into film. So, like, she has a musical theater background. Yeah, but she's actually, a great voice. She does. Absolutely. I want to hear your thoughts on her portrayal uh, of the Baker's uh, wife. I, okay. I, I hate that production. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's fair to her. Uh, I, I th- You and... You and Morgan James. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's a mess of a production. So I, you know, uh, from what I saw of her as the Baker's wife, I thought she was lacking compared to other people in the cast. Like, I mean, hard to act next to Donna Murphy anyway. But then you put, throw in Jesse Mueller and Chip Zion and everybody else, except for Dennis O'Hare, who was 
also. <laughs> Who was he? The baker? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was exactly. in. He was in Assassins, so it's not like it was his only. No, I know. Sondheim uh, show. It was just yeah, yeah. No. So, <laughs> so I mean, I, from what Sondheim, I, from Sondheim I was, needs musical theater actors. It doesn't need yes. theater actors. It doesn't need movie yes. actors. It needs yes. musical theater actors. Correct. Very much the case with Jake Gyllenhaal being the only pass, but Jake Gyllenhaal always gets a pass. <laughs> I mean, he could suck and you're going to give him a pass, let's be honest. I have no further comment on that matter. Okay. Well, then let's move on to the next topic because it is related. And because last week and the same day that Amy Adams was announced, it was reported that Danny Pino will not be playing Larry Murphy in the Dear Evan Hansen movie. According to Deadline, he will be playing, quote, the stepfather to the classmate who dies by suicide, Connor Murphy, of course. The role has been conceived specially for the film and highlights the already diverse cast. Now, let's settle down with the already diverse cast. Like, all of the central people are still going to be white. I was going to say, there's been, like, one, a manless Stentenberg. Yeah, and that character was already a a black person, and we're not going to get into the the colorism of that. Sure. So, but we did not get any info about what this means for the Larry character. Are they eliminating the Larry character? Is he still in the film or not? Is Pino going to be singing the baseball glove song um, or a new song or anything else? Uh, But this is interesting that they're reconceiving this. I kind of usually hate when they decide to make new stuff for the film. Like, I'm fine if you want to throw another song in for Academy Award purposes, but like, Reconceiving <laughs> it's, minor it's things. Not, it's not going to be. This is not the role that's going to have the Academy. No, 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 no. I didn't mean that. No, no. no I, I, I mean, know, like, I'm fine with like throwing in another song. Yeah. But like, is, if you're going to fix stuff with the Irvin Hansen, is Larry Murphy really the thing? That I was going to say. There's a. I got a list. If you need it, producers and writers of yeah. things that need to be fixed in that show. That's not the first. That's not the first thing I thought of. No. Does anybody have a map on how to fix things? <laughs> hey, in, uh, anyway, hey. uh, but if you are unfamiliar with Pino, he was a longtime star of the. TV procedurals, Cold Case, and then Law and Order SVU. And in Law and Order SVU, his character was actually the husband and then ex-husband of Laura Benanti's character ah. on the show as well. So there you go, musical theater connection. But as far as I can tell, he doesn't have a background in either theater or singing, at least professionally. Um, he basically got Cold Case very quickly after graduating from Tish. Mm. Um, so we'll see how this goes, Ashley. I... I like him. I, he was on a show called Brain Dead that had a ton of musical theater people um, for like one season a few years ago um, where I thought he was really fun. Um, and he was on a Scandal, which is a show that I loved. So, I mean, I, I like mm. him, um, although I don't love how his character treated Laura Benanti. And I'm always going to hold a grudge about that. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't watch any of that. So I can't help you here. <laughs> so I'll have to take only your, watched, I'll have to only take watched your word for, for Laura. it. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. No, she was only on like four or five episodes. Oh, but anyway. Jeez. That's, uh, that's your first mistake. Yeah. Well, every TV show she does tends to get canceled. So I, mean, I guess it's not that big of a mistake. There's a whole Tony song about it. I know. It's one of the best. But <laughs> all right. So let's get into some recommendations here. Ashley, first up, the always wonderful Elizabeth Vincent Telly had her latest look at online theater during the age of Corona. She talks about. Um, fringe festivals, documentaries, some online shows, some new theater companies that have popped up. Definitely check that out. 
Then we have a new music video that was released in conjunction with the upcoming streaming premiere of Disney's, uh, I guess, live action adaptation of Mulan. If you remember, a very, very young Christina Aguilera sang the, the signature yeah. song Reflection the for the cr- 1998 in the credits, movie. Right? When they do this, it. Yeah. Yeah. This was pre Genie in a Bottle, too. Right. Um, and she recorded a new. Um, version of that song with some extra riffing uh, in there that was not in the original 1998 version. Mm. So that's always cool. Um, and then I, anybody who realizes and, and knows where I went to school knows that I am always hesitant to give any kind of of credit or support to anything ha- that happens out of that school in Ann Arbor, Michigan. But... Mm. One of the traditions that happens at the University of Michigan's musical theater program is that every year when students return to campus, the seniors, the incoming seniors, do what's called the senior entrance. And it's kind of like a a welcome to the freshman students at the University of Michigan. And they do, you know, parody songs and that's fully choreographed and everybody's involved. Obviously this year it is very different because Mm -hmm. everybody is, they normally do it in like the studio and everybody comes in and and watches this. They had to do outside on campus for social distancing purposes, but it was really, really well done. Um, They parody six frozen, um, a chorus line, company, hair, music man, bring it on, uh, Hamilton, kinky boots, jagged little pill. And it's incredibly well done. Well, cor- well choreographed. That. Yeah. Well directed, well filmed. Um, and it's all done by the students. So granted, the Michigan mafia in musical theater is always going to just destroy everybody. So I don't feel like I need to give them any extra credit. I, they are the rival of my alma mater, so mm-hmm. I want to give them even less credit than that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they don't need me to tell you this was amazing, and it, <laughs> and it was really, really good. Yeah, they don't really care about that your opinion of them. It no, not they. No, they could. They could not care less what what I think about them. Although mm. I write some pretty some pretty good uh, anti Michigan football uh, content over at landgrantholyland.com dot oh, If you want to read that, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Oh, stop it. You're a sports person, too. I am a sports person. <laughs> I'm not um, I'm not saying I have sports pages open while you're talking about this, but I, no. I have sports pages open. Are the Yankees are the Yankees playing? The Yankees are playing. They got a doubleheader against the Mets today, and they won both games. So there you oh, go. those seven-inning games. Eight, because the Mets pitching is garbage. Poor Mets. Mm. It's been a hard-knock life for them lately. <laughs> um Speaking of baseball, tangentially, uh, I do want to mention um, the big news from over the weekend yes. that uh, Chadwick Bozeman passed away. He mm-hmm. is um, primarily known as a film star starring in films like um, uh, uh, Marshall. Um, the b- baseball reference he started in 42 is Jackie yeah. Robinson. And, of course, his biggest claim to fame is as T'Challa in Black Panther and the associated Marvel movies. I did want to mention that he is a Howard alum, got his BFA in theater. Actually, he wanted to be a director and a writer. Yeah. He was a student of Felicia Rashad's. He wrote a play that had a world premiere in Chicago in 2005. Um, so while he had kind of gotten away from his theaters because his career had taken off, he also played James Brown in a biopic pick um he was a theater person at heart and that's where he'd always wanted yeah. to be was as a uh, playwright and a director he used to be um, an off-broadway director 
Uh, Did he direct something off Broadway? I I think he was directing something. Um, If I remember reading right, when he uh, he got the role in forty two, and he was when he was directing something, but I when when he when he he auditioned for it when he was directing. Oh wow! Uh, I don't know what the show was, but I didn't know that. Yeah, so just an incredible talent and incredibly. Um, from everybody, it seems like a really thoughtful and wonderful guy. There's yeah. great videos of things going on, um, throughout his life. You know, something like he did a tribute to Denzel Washington, which kind of actually ties back to his time at Howard with Felicia Rashad. Uh, that was really wonderful. He, he won an award for being like the best hero at the MTV movie awards. And he brought up a real life hero and gave him the award, kind of surprised mm. him. He didn't realize yeah. that was going to happen. And just some great speeches he gave when Black Panther was winning all these awards. He seemed just like a, an absolutely, wonderful human being who died after a four-year battle um with cancer and one that he hid from basically everybody and yeah colon cancer and he filmed a crap ton of very physically demanding movies uh during that time josh gad who co-starred with him in marshall um shared the last text exchange they had together which was a really beautiful and eloquently written text from chadwick so um not necessarily theater there's a little theater you know tentacles in there but something that has certainly been a big part of the cultural discussion over the past few days yeah absolutely heartbreaking in every possible regard um i i will say uh, as a note considering he did Die of colon cancer, um, a recommendation to pass, uh, to check out the Blue Hat Foundation, which is specifically about colorectal cancer and serves minority mm-hmm. and medically underserved communities. And the fact that he was 43, I believe the recommendation for men mm-hmm. getting checked out is like 48 or 50. <sighs> Should be younger. Uh, my dad is a colon cancer survivor, so it's very, very close to me. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very sad. Um, and, uh, means a lot. I've, on some like it pop, I talked about how much I, uh, the, the Black Panther film meant to me. I think yeah. it is the best of not just superhero, but blockbuster filmmaking. Unquestionably. Um, yeah. and a lot of that has to do with his performance sure. where he isn't even like, it's the, it's about his character, but he's like, the least interesting character <laughs> right sure. be- because he's so like centered and grounded like he's so real yeah. but it's that empathy and that warmth and the film is really about recovering from loss it's about finding you know h- how to make your own path and determine your own legacy mm. and dealing with um you know, disappointment and sadness. So there's a lot to mm. be learned from that film yeah. about the situation. Great time so. to watch it right now. Yep. Yep, it's actually on right now yeah, on ABC yeah. commercial free while we're talking, but also it's on Disney Plus, of course. So, yep. anyway, that is, you know, your Some Like It Pop minute uh, here on uh, Today <laughs> on Broadway to get back there. But Nailed it. that is. Yeah, that is all that we have for today. Thank you so much for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Monday. We will be back to talk to you tomorrow. Head over to Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, BroadwayRadio.com slash Patreon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Tuesday.